Hello, everyone. This is Ricky Baez, co-host of the HR Talk podcast, bringing you another episode of Friday Chats. In just a few short days on Wednesday, April 21st, that's this coming Wednesday, the HR Talk podcast crew is going to be live in Melbourne, Florida for the Space Coast HR Conference. Again, that's this Wednesday, April 21st. Tickets are sold out. But folks, I cannot tell you how excited I am for this event. I'm just just excited to get out of the house and just get out of the office and talk to other HR folks and business leaders and talk to them in person. Well, social distancing and following protocols, obviously. But I just can't wait to actually get out there and start talking to people again. Uh, JC is going to be the MC for the event. I will be at the HR Talk podcast booth covering the event, talking to people, and they have one heck of an itinerary ready for you on that Wednesday. They have a lot of keynote speakers with a lot of great information on where HR needs to be strategically to make sure that we do cultivate the right talents, we do recruit the right people, and we do retain the right talent in 2021 pandemic, no pandemic, doesn't really matter. This is our reality in 2021 and beyond. One of those keynote speakers, her name is Tracy Spannenberg. I had the amazing opportunity to sit down with her today and just have a great conversation on how she got into human resources, her her travels in her HR career, and by travels I mean all uh, all her obstacles, everything she had to overcome. Uh, to get to where she's at right now. And we talked about Disney. We talked about Star Wars. We talked about movies. Folks, this is one episode that's going to branch out into a bunch of other episodes because we got going on Disney and uh, DVC and old friends that we have in common. And yeah, just 30 minutes was not enough, but uh, there will be other episodes coming up. But folks, without further ado, this is Tracy Sponnenberg, keynote speaker at Space Ghost HR Conference on April 21st. Check it out. Tracy Sponnenberg, how in the world are you today, ma'am? Hey, I'm, I'm good, Ricky. I was just chicken babysitting, so that was, uh, that was a little bit of fun. Chicken. So I was looking at your resume. I didn't see any accolades in there about babysitting chickens. Can you give me a little bit of info on that? How does no, that work? they're not mine. It's, it's what happens when you Google pets that don't shed and can stay outside all the time you get uh you get chickens i'm allergic to dogs and yeah oh, we have a little one that wanted a dog you get you get chickens oh wow wow so hopefully now they're pets right they're egg producing right they okay. we, we will not eat them they have Got cute it. little names okay and no they're pet they're pets okay awesome they're, right. and they're adorable yeah well, well i mean it's it's a uh, i'm sure they are because uh, you look. Look, I grew up. I grew up in Puerto Rico, so most of the houses I stayed in, households I stayed in in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. they have chickens in the back. Um, yep. And at an early age, I learned how chicken soup is made, and I witnessed how chicken soup is made, and I was traumatized by witnessing how chicken soup is made. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Yeah, no, not no. making any chicken soup. Nope, <laughs> we still eat chicken, not those chickens. Uh, so, so that's a conversation for another time. Another but, day. But right now, Tracy, the reason I'm talking to you is because, number one, I looked at your profile on LinkedIn, and holy shit, uh, you have a heck of a, of a resume. But you're going to be speaking at Space Coast uh, uh, HR Conference uh, on the 21st in Melbourne, Florida. And you're from New Hampshire. So are you flying down, driving down, or are you going to beam down? How are you going to do this? I'm 
beaming down. So I wish I could be there. We're still on a travel ban at work. So um, I wish I could be there. So I'm going to pre-record. Um, I, we may go live, but I think I'm going to pre-record and then beam in for a live Q&A. Ah, nice. Okay, well, you know, um, it's I'm looking at, at, at your profile and you, you've you come a long way. So right now you're the chief people officer for a company called the Granite Group, Correct. All right. Correct. So, so how did you how did you start in human resources? I mean, is this something that growing up you said, hey, I want to be in HR or is this something that fell in your lap? No, it is. I grew up and said I want to be in HR. And sometimes I wonder why, but I did. <laughs> and I think most people fall into it. But I had an aunt who worked in personnel. Right. So okay. she was uh, working in personnel for a law firm. And I thought that was just really cool. I was a real uh, HR nerd. It combined my love for people and business and psychology. So I studied psychology as an undergrad. So now you are you're you're the chief people officer. Now that is a term that has come mm-hmm. to light in the past five six years. So how does one yeah. become a chief? Well, actually, what do you do as the chief people officer? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start there. That's a really good question, <laughs> and you know people do ask me. So it's a uh, for those who don't know, if you're not in the people space, you might not know, but it's it's a it's a more modern term for like a chief human resources officer. Okay. So it's the person in the C-suite responsible for the people function. And that looks a little bit different depending on where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for our organization, which is very people first, how I usually describe my job, and there's a ton that goes into it, is uh, we have over 600 people, we have 50 locations, and my job is to make sure that everybody is is I say happy, sometimes I say comfortable, but usually I say happy. And that goes into everything from pay to psychological safety to all kinds of aspects of wellness to performance that all touches how somebody feels about being at work. But I want, I guess a better way to say that is I want everybody to have an incredible experience working for the Granite Group. Ah, so yeah, there that's you a better way. It. I yeah, just yeah. figured that out right <laughs> you, now. You and cracked I talk the about code. Experience all the time. That's what I'm going to say now. Not yeah, happy. You that's cracked better. the yeah because to me, um, I've 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 seen what happens when you create an experience where everybody's happy, which yeah. it's it's the leader's hearts. It's in the right place. But what happens is if you do that too much without any intent, without any purpose, you you find out that you've got people, not all, but some people that are perfectly happy and giving you crappy work. And and that's not the environment you want to create. Right. Right. Correct. Correct. So, yes, we we figured that out together. That's what I'm going (laughs) to use, because that's our North Star is creating an individualized, curated, personalized uh, people experience for everybody. So. Whenever I have a conversation with people, especially with with uh, business leaders, about creating an environment, because again, again, I don't say happy at work. I say where people feel fulfilled, where people mm. feel like they're contributing to to a cause. What mm-hmm. whatever that cause may be. So, um, and and the uh, and the senior ops manager says, "Okay, yeah, yeah, whatever, Ricky. You want them to be happy. How do you find out what makes them happy?" So I know the answer to that question, right? So, but it's, I love to ask other HR people in the same space, Tracy, how the heck do you find out what makes people come to work above and beyond the paycheck? Yeah, I think, um, a lot of answers would be, you just do a bunch of surveys, right? You Mm -hmm. push out your annual survey. I'm not, even though we've done surveys, we do surveys. I'm not a huge fan because it tells you what you want to know in a moment in time. And we're trying to figure out how to measure that, that, that yeah. sentiment analysis and in, in the moment right now. Yeah. Uh, but we do surveys for things like 
awards that we enter into and, and whatnot. So that's, that's one net measure. And I think that's important, but mm-hmm. I think it's important to do that frequently and to keep a pulse on how people are doing. But, you know, shockingly, you can actually talk to people. You can talk to what? them and you can have these. I know, I know. Sometimes Never heard of that. In the, yeah, the, I, I, I'm very passionate about this because I was really old school HR. And sometimes we forget that we can get out behind our desk or our virtual office and go and talk and ask how people are doing and develop relationships and train our managers how to do that. And for us anyway, that's the most successful way, developing those deep, meaningful connections Mm. so that you build that trust and someone feels comfortable coming to you when something's off or, you know, you know, you, you develop that, that empathy and and can tune into Mm. um, if somebody's off. So empathy, that's something that JC and I talked about in, in, in the last show. And one of the things that I didn't take too much of a deep dive in, which is didn't have enough time, mm. is that how, how managers say that, yes, I'm empathetic, but how they come across is sympathy. And there's mm-hmm. a big difference between empathy and sympathy. So from right. somebody who's at, at the top of their game like you, so, 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 so you lead the HR function, you lead the people strategy function, so you know what kind of vision needs to be set. That way all the associates, I don't want to say follow suit because it's not a military right. operation, but the, the associates buy into the culture. How do you, how do you influence other HR professionals. So for example, um, if you have a couple of HR directors that Mm -hmm. maybe are not as people centric as they lead off to be, they say they are, but their actions say otherwise, how do you get them on board? I think there's a couple of things and there's a lot of different things because Mm -hmm. I was that HR director who was not people centric and I had my own journey towards self-awareness. So yeah, that's a whole other, that's a whole other story. Um, But yes, I lived firmly in the paper first mindset, the compliance focus, chasing people around with handbooks uh, for a long time until more recent years actually. And, but I think one of the things you can do or one of the things I can do is model the behavior. So if my team sees me leading in a certain way, that tends to rub off. You know, when I've had managers in the past who were really, really hands off and just didn't question things, I kind of mimicked that. Um, And the other thing is through storytelling and, and vulnerability. So if you share as a leader, you share your own struggles and concerns and your journey, that can help others see. Um, And some people just might not get there. And some people, not everyone can or even should be that people first leader. We do need functional leaders who are processing payroll, who are, you know, running things in the back end. Um, uh, not everybody wants to do that. And that's mm. perfectly okay. But if you have people that just need that little push, like I did, you just kind of, you can model that and you can help people along the way. So, oh, wow. So I'm thinking, I think you're the first person I've spoken to on the air here on the show that they've admitted that they're like, no, I was, I was what quote unquote personnel was back then. Right. So I'm looking back when I started in my career, um, look, I'm an extrovert by nature. I mean, are you introvert or extrovert? Oh, I'm an introvert. Introver- deep, pretty deep introvert. Oh, wow. And most people don't realize that. Yeah. Really? Okay. So I'll yes. get back to that. All right. So, okay. so so I'm an extrovert by nature. So when I, I didn't pick HR, it's, I just happened to be looking for a job and I found it and I just fell in love with it. Um, I, it was frustrating 
from an early, it's early on in my career for me because I went in thinking we all should be having a great time at work. We're going to spend one third of our day here at least. Let's make it as enjoyable as possible. And back then, back in the early two, actually, it was actually 2002. Um, back then, um, it, it, it was still personnel-ish, but transitioning mm-hmm. into something mm-hmm. else. I didn't know what that was. So to me, it was really hard in those first five years because I was always, I, I, I always felt like Sisyphus, just pushing that big ball up. But for you, was it easy being in that paper first mentality and then switching over later? And if so, or if it wasn't, how hard was it to switch? So it was easy because that's what I thought it was. That's how I thought I was supposed to be. And I've had this question asked. Uh, I think if you ask people if I was good at my job, if I was leading in a people first way, they would say yes. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. You know, I, w- I wasn't focusing on the right things. I wasn't bold enough. I wasn't courageous enough. I wasn't standing up for people when I needed to. I would just, yep, okay, 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 I'll fire that person or I'll do this. And uh, that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And so making the transition to people first was gradual and very challenging, but the right thing to do. And good things are never easy. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> no, they're not. You know, especially in this role where you have to balance what ops really wants right then and now and mm-hmm. the needs of the employees. And, you know, sometimes they do bump into heads. And, you know, growing up in my career, sometimes I felt like a referee in an ultimate fighting match. Um, and instead of it being a yeah. match, why does it have to be that way? Why does it have to be the managers right. versus employees or managers versus HR? Um, right. So, so. As far as um, working at the Granite Group, right? It's it's. I'm looking it up, and you sell wholesale products to the mm-hmm. HVAC community, home improvement um, uh, space. Is that correct? Yep. So plumbers would be our bread and butter, but okay. um, any kind of construction, HVAC, so all things plumbing, heating, cooling, water, and energy supplies. Wow. So you get so now. Look, uh, I used to be an HR uh, business partner um, for an organization that actually did HVAC and plumbing nationwide. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I've noticed that when you now anywhere you go in human resources, uh, the people issues are the same. Whether you're in retail, government, or mm-hmm. scientist, attendance issues are there, no call, no shows are there, and sexual harassment is there. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed something when you provide support to, let's say, a call center versus mm-hmm. providing support to, let's say, a plumber who actually is mm-hmm. in the field, you know, a, a thankless profession. And by the way, for everybody listening who keeps telling your kids the only way to get a job is to go to college, let me tell you how wrong you are. Yep. Yep. Good paying job, right? So really good paying job. (laughs) Let me tell you, I had the hardest time filling a $35 an hour position. 35 bucks an hour, just because somebody else was offering 40 bucks an hour. Now, when you work for a big corporation, you can't just wave the magic compensation wand, right? It's just a process you follow. But you can't compete sometimes with these small mom and pop shops that really put out all the stops. But um, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. That's another show. No, no, no that's another show. Yes. <laughs> so, no, and we're the, we're on the wholesale side. So your people would go to our business to pick up the supplies. Exactly. And let me tell you, there is a completely different mindset as how you communicate with people for, um, where you're in the field 
or when you are in the uh, in the um, uh, I don't want to say the corporate space, but in the indoor mm-hmm. call center space. So my question for you is: When you have an HR director, an HR manager that comes into your organization, and this HR director, HR manager doesn't have an experience with working with people who work in the field, they've always been in a corporate environment. What is the one thing you want them to focus on in the first 90 days in that role? I, I think that's hard, right? Uh, um, but I think the number one thing is building relationships. Mm-hmm. So because I've I've worked in all, I worked in a strictly corporate environment only a couple of times mm-hmm. and I hated it. Yeah. So I really love being in a warehouse and a distribution center. Um, I just, there's something about a business with all different kinds of parts that I find really exciting and fulfilling. So I think the number one thing would be to, to build relationships and to do that by starting to work in one of the warehouses or one of those Mm. locations. That's one of the first things I did was I spent a day in our distribution center and we haul not refrigerators, but we haul like tubs and big things out, air conditioner units. So they put me on these little small parts and shadowing someone like, no, I want to do what you do all day. (laughs) So they had me unloading uh, Mitsubishi trailers of our Mitsubishi air conditioners. And I got that. I said, what time do you want me there? Thinking it was like seven or eight. They're like, we start at five, but you can come anytime. I'm like, I'll be there at five. I think by one thirty, I could barely stand and (laughs) they were going and going and going. But I will tell you that that was five years ago. Four years later, it was almost six years ago, four years later, I went and visited and they were talking about a a new person who came in and they were doing the same thing. And they said, yeah, unloading Mitsubishi trailers like you did four years later. They remembered that. Right. So when you you are in HR or are if you're a leader of the company and you spend time and you learn by doing um, that's really invaluable. It is. It is. And and and. You mentioned the R word twice already, um, and it's it's that's something that's big on this show. When it comes to HR talk, bias core learning, uh, my philosophy of of HR it it really is building that relationship. Um, now, at the end of the day, uh, take all the human aspect out of it. Yes, the business owners are focused for a for profit organization. They're focused on moving the needle from A to B. We get that. Um, but there's there's a lot that happens between the A and the B that make those things happen, and that's the human, the talent um, that we have to cultivate. So I love the fact that you keep focusing on building those relationships because that's the only way that's going to work. Um, and it, it's, I'll ask you this. Why is it that some organizations find it so hard to actually go that building relationship route? Why do you think they have such a big stigma with that? It's a, it's a couple of things, you know, I've been in an organization that is built on relationships. It's one of our core values. Um, So I've been out of the not relationship uh, for a while, but I think it's, we're a high trust culture. Um, We're a people first culture. And I think if you are inherently suspicious of people, and if you don't lead with trust, why would you get to know them? Right. So I I met with years ago, I met with a CEO who had a a distribution, was a new CEO, but within a year, but about a year and had a a distribution facility across the parking lot from where they were, had never been, never been to tie because I asked a lot of questions about that. You know, what, what do your people say? Have you met them all? So I think as leaders, we have to take a look at that, particularly CEOs. So I 
always the number one thing I look for is the CEO in a company. I can go to a company with a you know 1.9 on Glassdoor who's got a, a committed CEO who's new to the company and help fix that. But mm. if you don't have that from the top, and I talk to my peers all the time, if you don't have that set from the top, you're kind of in trouble. Um, yeah. That's really hard to fix. It's why I joined the Granite Group. It's why I stay. And it is so critically important to not just you as an HR leader, but to your entire company. So I love that thought process. And, and, and I, I gravitate to HR people like you uh, because it, it's, I kind of think that same way. And I'm looking, I'm looking at your bio, Tracy. You and I have something in common besides human resources. You like to disrupt things up in New Hampshire, I understand. Yeah, so you an organizer as well? I am a co-founder of Disrupt HR yeah. Orlando uh, with my business oh. partner, Leslie Miserak. We've had it for about seven years almost. Oh. Yeah. When did you start one okay. in, uh, in New, New Hampshire? How long have you had it? We've had it, gosh, oh, so you know my friend Amanda. So you know Amanda uh, Brunson? Amanda Brunson. Of yes. course I know her. She's a great friend of mine. Oh, yes. excellent. Yes. All right. Yes. Long, uh, we were both uh, Sherm bloggers. So a couple of years ago, but oh, um, nice. gosh, I think we started 2018 was our first year, 2019. And then we had a big one planned for 2020 Star Wars themed on May the 4th. But obviously that didn't happen. Tracy, you are after my heart. You're after my heart. So I'm sorry. Star Wars, I, did you see my, oh, over my oh, shoulder? I was about to say that right now because yeah. I'm not recording video, just audio. But for the audience, her office is absolutely awesome. I see a tombstone poster, the old mm -hmm. uh, the old uh, Wired Art movie. And then I see a ba Grogu. I'm not going to call him Baby Yoda. And I yep. see, I'm sorry, is that a Titanic poster behind you with Leonardo DiCaprio? The yeah. iconic, yep. hey, am I flying? <laughs> I love yep. your office. No, um, I just had uh, Jeffrey Shaw. He's also speaking over at uh, at um, uh, uh, Space Coast uh, uh, HR Conference. And he has a new book coming out that's dropping on May 4th. And I asked him, are you a Star Wars fan? He's like, no, but everybody keeps talk to, talking to me about, about that date. But... You wanted to do a Star Wars themed disrupt HR and it didn't happen? Yeah. No, we <sighs> even contacted the um it's the, and I'm not as deep a fan as my son. I'm a huge fan, especially the originals, but the 501st is 501st the Stormtroopers. Yes. We contacted the local squadron. Um <laughs> Oh, dude, that would be so awesome. <laughs> So yeah, it didn't happen. So we're trying to, and we made everybody put a Star Wars pun in their title, and um, yeah, we're so we're hoping maybe that will work next year. But we still can't do them in person. So I know that you did, and and uh, it was pretty great. But yeah. yeah, we still can't do it in person. Well, you know, look, um, if you ever get that off the ground, please give me a call. I, I will love I will. to be involved somehow because I am. Look, I am a huge, I am a Star Wars nerd, right under showing up dressed to a to a convention. That's where oh. I draw the line. I, 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 I'm not oh. going to get into any outfits. I will go there though and enjoy every second of it. But I just don't have the patience to like just or or just that. the money <laughs> to just spend on all this because they spend hundreds and thousands of dollars in these Tons. outfits. 
Tons. So I'll have to send you the picture of my husband and I crashing a comic book convention and getting a picture with a stormtrooper. Oh, dude, that is awesome. <laughs> that is okay. Yeah, we got to talk because uh, Leslie yeah. and I, uh, we did our last disruptive chart that in Orlando that we did was virtual. It was good. I'm an extrovert, so I got to be out talking to pe- uh, talking with people. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we did one. I was helping uh, a friend of ours, uh, Summer Sherrod. She is. Yeah, the- I know Summer too. So you yeah. know Summer. Look, we know yeah. everybody. Look at that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so she owns Disrupt HR Daytona, and I was helping her with Disrupt HR The Land a few weeks ago. It felt so good being around people mm-hmm. and talking to people again. For, for somebody like me, I just can't wait to do this again. Yeah. And Leslie and I, um, just before the pandemic hit, and I'm, I'm just, we kept it a big secret, but I'm just going to say it now since I don't think it's going to happen. Um, we were thinking about doing a Disrupt HR Orlando on a cruise. Oh, so yeah, so so we were working on that. We reached out to Jennifer McClure. We talked about mm-hmm. it a little bit, um, and our plan was let's let's do a weekend cruise from Port Canaveral out mm-hmm. to the Bahamas and come back just three days, right? Um, and just have a disrupt HR event that way. And I was really excited about it, but then the pandemic hit, and you know, pandemic equals no cruising. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, so that's being postponed. But I love your Star Wars one, so uh, oh, I definitely want to be involved in that one. So, speaking of Star Wars in Florida, Melbourne, I don't know how I made mm-hmm. that connection just because Star Wars is at Disney. Um, oh, real quick, even before I go to Melbourne, have you been to Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge at Disney? Oh, come on. How can you ask me that? Uh, of course okay. I have. I, I'm just and saying. I'm, I'm going to be going again <laughs> soon. So, so now that I'll be vaccinated, uh, Mother's Day, we're spending Mother's Day in, uh, on Rise of the Resistance, hopefully. Oh, so let me. So, okay. So you've been to Galaxy's Edge. You just haven't been able to get on Rise. Oh, no. Uh, I went on Rise. Oh. Yep. But only with my son. We were going to take all five of us. Yep. Is that not one of the best rides you've ever seen? Oh, the best. The it best. It's amazing. amazing how they apply. I can't even explain how awesome it was. Look, I live 20 minutes from the parks, and I told my wife, we are never moving. We're never moving. Yep. We have annual yep. passes. We are we are DVC members. Me too. Um, Me too. Oh, also yep. DVC. Yeah. What do you DVC own? DVC and annual pass. We own Barrow and we own uh, Old Key West. Oh, so I own at uh, Saratoga Springs, and mm-hmm. uh, we own at uh, Copper Creek. Okay. And yeah, I'm, that's beautiful. Oh, I love Copper Creek. I'm looking for Hilton Head uh, to buy some. Yep. I just ask some more person Hilton. I love Hilton Head. People don't understand why. Just because it's got the Disney charm, but not the hustle yeah. and bustle. And I love it. Oh, my God. We can be in this forever. I'm yeah, sorry. We so- should be in the, yeah. Vero's, have you been to Vero? Vero's yes. Beautiful. Every yeah. single year. We go there every Labor Day. We love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Although, it's last time I went, I went in November. Uh, no, October. Oh. And the pool was being re- refurbished. I'm like, oh, oh no. Great. Oh. So, and I ran into Amanda because Amanda is also an owner. Yep. So, she was yep. there at dinner. I'm like, Ricky, Amanda, and I'm like, we, we run into <laughs> each other everywhere. Uh, no, but going just north of Vero Beach is uh, Melbourne, yep. and that's that's when mm-hmm. the Space Coast HR Conference is happening, yes. um, which was canceled last year uh, for obvious reasons, but we're mm-hmm. back at it this year. Tickets are sold out, right? So if, if, if you want to get a spot, it, it's, uh, it's too late. I don't know if you know, Tracy, are they, are they videotaping this, or are they going to do it li- uh, stream it later? Do you know if they're doing that or not? not sure i'm not sure so i'll be streaming but um i'm not sure if they're doing that and i was really disappointed i couldn't go because my um i grew up going to palm bay which is not far my grandmother lived there for decades so i'm very familiar with the area 
Right, well, so you are so you're a keynote speaker. So what are you going to be talking about at the event? <laughs> so um, I love that laugh. Yeah, like, yeah. So Tandy had seen me uh, speak somewhere, and and a couple of things that I did, including a disrupt talk. So mm-hmm. I did a disrupt HR talk on. Uh, it was called bringing sexy back to toilets and, you know, <laughs> including dropping puns about shit and, you know, things like that. So um, it was, but it was funny, mm-hmm. but it was about branding, right? Yeah. So it was about branding your small business is the best place to work, even if your company sells toilets, because we've won all <laughs> kinds of awards. It's a great place, but people needed to know about that. So that's something we worked on. So we're combining that um, with technology and and kind of weaving that into, um, you know, things that you need to know as an HR leader yeah. and how that um, can touch on, uh, you know, hopefully it'll be funny and hopefully it'll touch on some things that people don't necessarily know. So I aim to have some practicality, but have a little fun too. Well, you're, you're definitely grabbing attention with the title. Uh, <laughs> obviously so well you know the hr talk podcast is going to be there on that wednesday uh jc the co-host of the hr talk show is going to be the mc for the event uh so we are all going to be there now once it's all over because i know i know we got this pandemic and i i need to stop saying this i used to say what's the hr world going to look like post pandemic and I need, I need to stop saying it that way because i don't think we're ever going to be post I think yeah. it's going to be, this is the new normal. So um, from your perspective, from a senior HR practitioner, from a senior HR leader, what is the one piece of advice that you would give uh, a young HR person just getting out of college who wants to get into HR or forget the young part? Let's say it's somebody who's been in the field, any field for about 10, 15 years, and they're transitioning into human resources. What is the one thing that's important for them to know, especially now in 2021 with all this pandemic stuff going around? So many things, but I'm going to start with the number one, because I think it's something that we're inherently, not you, you're an extrovert, right? But me, an introvert, (laughs) inherently bad at, but I'm good now. Uh, Network the hell out of yourself. Mm. Network, network, network. The amount of HR leaders that I talk to who aren't on Twitter is crazy. And Twitter is where so many incredible conversations are happening. And it's how I uh, got introduced to the wider HR community. And Mm -hmm. it's what helped lead me to all these cool things that I get to do, including disrupt, right? So um, network, 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 and your network will be there for you when you need them. I had a, a, my mom died last year, not to get all sad, and Mm. I'm doing fine. But um, in the middle of a pandemic, when we were having cases at work and trying to keep everybody safe and happy, and um, I had built a wide network of people from all over the world. And if I didn't have that, I would have been so lonely, even though my family's here and, (laughs) um, and they're wonderful. But Still, I would have been so lonely. And Mm. not only that, but helping my company navigate through the pandemic. And I I cannot emphasize that enough. I cannot emphasize on how important that network or that community is. Number one thing. Well, folks, you heard it here. Tracy said it. Networking is key. You've heard JC and I talk about it for the past three years on the show. Network, network, network. The 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 other thing that we focus on on the show, Tracy, is that um, you've got to create that culture of trust. 
You've got it. If if that culture of trust is not there, the company is going to exist for the wrong reasons and you're going to get the wrong type of associates there. Um, But networking is key. You're a thousand percent correct. Tracy, I can't thank you enough for for agreeing to to come on and being flexible again. Thank you very much. We've been juggling (laughs) schedules, so we finally got to do it. If people wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I'm the only Tracy Sponenberg on LinkedIn, and so message me there. I'll, uh, that's the best way to reach me. Or I'm at Tracy Spawn, Tracy with an IE on uh, Twitter, Instagram, All over Clubhouse, <laughs> Peloton, you know, you, may, you name it. So just <laughs> nice. got it okay. three weeks ago. So right. you name it. So, uh, and I have a website that's badly updated tracysponenberg.com that I have my past things. I've got to put my future things on there. So it's, I'm a practitioner. I'm a full-time practitioner. So I have to fit this shit in the nicks and grannies of the day. Oh, I got you. I got you. Well, well, Tracy, thank you very much. And I will see you on April 21st at Space Coast HR Conference. Again, Melbourne, Florida. Tickets are sold out, but I'm pretty sure more information is going to come out. Folks, have a good one. Good night. Thanks, Ricky. Bye. I told you this show was going to spin off into a bunch of other ones. Stay tuned for those. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one, folks. Bye. On behalf of Ricky Baez, the entire HR Talk podcast team, and crew behind the scenes, thank you very much for your time today. Drive safe. Have a good night.